The Daily Rios, for Monday, May 6th, 2013. It's another round of Marvel Now Report Card, Part 5, to kick off this week of The Daily Rios. Managed to read a few shorter runs on titles as I wrap up some end-of-the-year school stuff and other gigs. I've just been really big and busy in the last uh, three days. I'll have more time later this week to dig in further on the rest of the titles, but for today... I squeezed in just three, Fearless Defenders 1 through 3, Savage Wolverine 1 through 3, and Wolverine 1 and 2. So we start with Fearless Defenders. Cullen Bunn, you may know him from The Sixth Gun from Oni Press, and artist Will Sliney. Um, maybe most notable from his work on Farscape from Boom. I'm not necessarily familiar with his work. And then, of course, the rest of the company on this book. Kicking this off right away with a grade of D. I'll give you the premise. Uh, Bad Asgardian Mojo wakes the original shield maidens uh, from uh, Asgard, long since deceased, and they turn into some kind of Black Lantern Third Army concept, which brings Valkyrie into play, along with Misty Knight, and her archaeologist companion, leading them to Asgard, Hela. We find out the idea that Valkyrie needs to establish a new Valkyrior of Midgard warrior woman, uh, women, which means, you know, Earth's superheroes. Uh, we throw in Danny Moonstar, we bring in Marvel's answer to Wonder Woman, and boom, you have what potentially could be Marvel's new Birds of Prey. Unfortunately, as I said, I give it a flat D. The story reads like something a newcomer would write. It's fairly amateurish. Um, the dialogue is too quippy. I read somewhere someone described this particular writing style, not necessarily for this title, but for another title, as characters all talking like the 16-year-olds on Gilmore, Gilmore Girls, and that's exactly what I think. And... and you know, you could probably blame that on Bendis, although he does it well. Too many other writers um, don't do it so well. And it almost makes it feel like this is Marvel's writing style, Mar Marvel's uh, house style for writing. It's, it's too quippy, it's too jokey, it's too one-liner after one-liner. Um, uh, you know, people trying to feel, people trying to talk smarter than the reader almost on some level you know not not always with this issue but with other titles so anyway um you know misty knight is in it she feels real out of place she has this chip on her shoulder and this sass and her role is to be the jokester uh then you have this uh, archaeologist annabelle riggs who sets up the whole story premise in the first issue uh, because of her actions and then in later issues other than swooning over Valkyrie, she really hasn't done much. Um, Valkyrie comes off a, a bit too aloof. Uh, she's written in a way that is similar to how certain writers write Thor, where he's almost a, a, a himbo, if you know what that is. Not a bimbo, but a himbo. Um, that, he's, that he's out of touch. And, and, he, and Valkyrie feels that way, that she's out of touch with the rest of what's going on. And yet... These are characters firmly planted within the Marvel Universe, and, and they sh shouldn't feel that way. They should 
know the world around them, and they should be familiar with humans, and they shouldn't feel like aliens in, in an alien world. So, I don't know. I just found it uninspiring. Um, and I think the artwork is pedestrian. It's calmed down a bit from the first issue, even within three issues, so maybe there's potential for growth there. Uh, characters felt a bit wonky. Uh, I almost... I was trying to find how I could describe it, and and then the closest I came up with is if you take... Paris Cullens and Todd Nock, and you smushed them together, but yet had no consistency from, from issue to issue. I don't know. It just feels like uninspiring, amateur, yet professional artwork, right? If you know what I mean. So, anyway, uh, a lot of growth there, so I figure, uh, you know, I don't want to be too harsh on the artwork. It's not a complete F, at least, right? Um... There are some titles that I rated lower than this, I think. Let me see. Iron Man I gave a D to. Um, no, no, that is the lowest one. This this and Iron Man are the lowest ones so far. Um, there are some things to like. I like tying in Danny Moonstar since she has Valkyrie connections. Um, there's, there's a little bit of Marvel Universe aspect to that. They brought in Hela, the Asgardian goddess of death. And along with her came this character, uh, Hippolyta, who has been around in the Marvel Universe for a while, since the 60s, I want to say. Uh, but they're naming her Warrior Woman, and her design is by Phil Jimenez. Uh, although although she's Hippolyta, and they do say Hippolyta, Queen of Themyscira, um, this is clearly Marvel's version of Wonder Woman. I mean, there's just no denying that. So... There could be something interesting there. Uh, she has supposedly some connection, loose connection, to the overall bad guys. But um, it really is just Marvel saying, okay, here we, we're going to do Wonder Woman and we're going to do her right, maybe? Maybe? I don't know. Whatever. Um, I also really like the Mark Brooks cover to issue two and to issue three. Issue two was Danny Moonst uh, Moonstar, and it looked like a toy action figure. Uh, and then the third issue had Warrior Woman. So um, th those covers were really nice. You know, not much more to say. I just think, you know, for three issues, there's there's so little story for, for how many issues are out so far. Uh, I'm sure it'll find its readers. And while it could be, as I said, Marvel's version of Birds of Prey, eventually, I doubt Marvel will let it live that long. I doubt retailers will continue to buy it after so many issues. So, uh, yeah, that's a D. Which brings us to Savage Wolverine and Wolverine. Read these together for obvious reasons. Features the same character. Savage Wolverine by Frank Cho and company. Frank Cho writing and doing the artwork. The first issue I gave not the greatest review of. And after reading two more issues, issues one through three, although it doesn't wrap up the storyline... Remember, I'm only reading the first six months' worth of Marvel now, and I should read issue four to sort of wrap up the storyline. I really have no interest. I gave this a D plus, C minus. It's pretty to look at. Amadeus Cho is in it. I don't know why he's grown up, but there you go. And it's typical Frank Cho stuff. Shanna the She-Devil, Dinosaurs, Cheesecake, Beefcake, Celestials, Fighting, yada, yada, yada. It's, a, it's really a D minus, probably. It might even be an F because I'm just not that interested. But the artwork is 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 fairly stellar. I mean, you can't argue with the artwork. 
I thought the first issue was a little uninspired uh, in terms of what Frank Cho could do. But as I went on with the subsequent issues, there was some interesting sequential stuff going on there. And I even got one chuckle out of uh, the entire three issues. There was one sequence that kind of made me laugh. So I gave it a D plus C minus. And really, I can't say much more about that, that title. Now, Wolverine by Paul Cornell and Alan Davis... I've only read two issues, but this I'm giving a B. The premise here, something has possessed several humans and empowered them with a fairly strong weapon, a gun, that is definitely keeping Wolverine on his toes. And whatever is possessing these people, it's either an entity or, or an alien, and it jumps from body to body. And Wolverine is basically chasing it or hunting it. And it's only been two issues, so we haven't gotten much further than that. Although in the second issue, it ends with a, an interesting cameo appearance, I'll say that, uh, for the cliffhanger. Um, you know, I'm a, I like Alan Davis. I'm not the biggest fan. It doesn't mean I don't, it doesn't mean I, 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 you know, I don't dislike him. I don't love him. I just think he is great. He's quality artwork. It's such a pleasure to read a comic by him. Um, I remember Uncanny X-Men Annual 11 with Alan Davis art. And, uh, you know, early Batman and the Outsiders issues. Um, uh, there was... Alan Davis wrote and drew a later X-Men run, two of them, I think, uh, that I, I really enjoyed, actually. I enjoyed that time on, on, on that book that he had. So I dig his stuff. I, I absolutely dig his stuff. And in this book, man, can he draw destruction and pain and impact and violence to a body, and he's really putting Wolverine through some interesting paces. Um, it's comic book level gore. You know, there's no blood, but Wolverine's body is all misshapen, and he's smashed up against a, a wall by a car, and his chest gets blown apart. I mean, it's, it's, you feel his pain. You really do. Uh, I, and I, I dig that. I think it's really cool. In terms of the story... Paul Cornell really gives a nice weight to Wolverine's character and to his dialogue and interaction with the people around him. He doesn't make Wolverine all one note and gruff and mean with one-liners and, and distrusting everybody. There's a calmness to the character. There's knowledge. There's experience on a mature level. Uh, you feel that he has lived a long life the way that he treats the kid that he's chasing, this kid is being possessed and, and Wolverine's chasing him, trying not to hurt him, um, the situation, it, it feels very much what the Wolverine, the Wolverine that I want to read, the way that good writers write Wolverine. He's not dumb, he's not rage all the time, um, it, there's a moderation, it really is nicely done, and again, the art, which is stellar, the story, which I enjoy, I'm game. I, I'll see where this one goes. I'll let it run a storyline or two. Um, there's talk of later issues that'll be more pivotal to the character, but, you know, definitely, so far, this way, 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 way outdoes um, Jason Aaron's first story arc, where he sent Wolverine to hell, that I just couldn't even follow after one issue. I was done. This is... Uh, uh, this feels like the Wolverine I want to read, so I gave it a B plus. Even after only, I mean a B, even after only two issues. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how the first story arc goes. I will continue to read this. So there you go. We have uh, Fearless Defenders, a flat D. 
We have Savage Wolverine, a D plus C minus. If you like Frank Cho artwork, I guess you pick it up. Uh, and Wolverine, giving it a B. You know, maybe wait for the first trade to come out, pick it up, see what you think. All right, you can reach me at peter at thedailyreels.com. You can leave a comment on the website. There certainly were a lot of comments last week. <laughs> by all means, stop by the website, thedailyreels.com. Uh, tomorrow will be another Tower episode, and then the rest of the week will be the rest of the week. All right, I'll see you.